Welcome to the Southside Community Church podcast with Pastor Mark Kahn. We are located at 1815 South Peace Street in Elwood, Indiana. Visit us on Facebook. The link will be in the description below. Have a great day. Normal 
here in a few more weeks. I know it's so different. It's just a, such a different, not only uh, the, not being in church and being with God's people. It's different out there in the world, but uh, I tell you, this is uh, this is where we want to be. God's people want to be together and worship together. So let's pray, and hopefully we'll be back real soon to do that. Amen. Well, pray for me today, and we'll kind of get through this message here. Uh, I was thinking about this, that, uh, you know, in, in reality, uh, the resurrection, the cross and the resurrection is really the, both messages are the whole Bible. The whole Bible is about God's love and and the cross and the resurrection is about all the work of Christ is accomplished. Amen. To redeem fallen man. Praise God. Alright, let's take a look at some scripture here. Uh, I, I'd like to go back and bring just a little bit uh, of the cross out, the death of Jesus. And... Uh, We'll take a look there. I want to go over to uh, John's Gospel. I think that's the one I want. Hang on just a minute. Yes, John's Gospel, chapter 19. And I want to read verses uh, 28 through 30. <clears throat> and it said, After this, Jesus knowing that all things were accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. Now there was a set, a vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with vinegar and put it upon hyssop, or his paws, and put it on his mouth, put it to his mouth. And when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Amen. Now that's something we'll go back to and look at that. Then I want to jump over here to Matthew chapter 27. Matthew 27. And in verse 50... It said, And that Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent and twine from top to bottom. Amen. Now let's go over here into the resurrection story. And... I want to read, there's like, there is, you know, there are all the counts here, the <clears throat> Gospels. But I'd like to read out of Mark today in chapter 16. And we'll read the first 16 verses. Mark 16, starting with verse 1. And it said, And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, and Mary, the mother of James, and Salome, had brought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, in the first day of the week, they came into the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, Who shall roll away the stone from the door of the sepulcher? And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. And entering into the sepulcher, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment, and they were frightened. And he said unto them, Be not frightened. Ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified, he is risen. Praise God. He is not here. Right. Behold the place where they laid him. 
But go your way, tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee, and there shall you see him as he said unto you. And they went out quickly and fled from the sepulcher, <clears throat> and from and for they trembled and were amazed. Neither said they anything to any man, for they were afraid. And now when Jesus was risen early in the first day of the week, he appeared at first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. And she went and told them that had been with him as they mourned and wept. Notice that. And, that, and they, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. After that, he appeared, uh, he appeared into another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. And, went, and they went and told it unto the resident. Neither believed they them. Afterwards he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat, and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel unto every creature. Now listen to this. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. Our dear Heavenly Father, we're so thankful, Lord, once again for the opportunity, Lord, to bring forth your word. We realize, God, today that without your help, Lord, we could never preach, never bring a word out, God. And Lord, today I just feel weak spiritually, Lord, for some reason, God, Somehow, Lord, I don't know why. But I pray for your help today, Lord. I pray for your Holy Spirit to help me and guide me and direct me. Lord, help us to bring out those truths and those words, God, that you would have us to say today, Lord. For without you, we can do nothing, Lord. Now we pray, God, that you'll bless your people, Lord, that hear the word as it's preached, Lord. May you touch them and encourage them, God. And may, Lord, the lost, the sinner that don't know you today, God, may they hear this message, Lord, and believe and be converted, God, and become children of God and be possessed with the great hope of the resurrection, Lord, that lives in us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Um. I want to read a note here that I wrote. And like I said, I'll probably cover some of this in the preaching. The cross and the resurrection are the foundation, are the foundations of Christianity. If Christ never arose from the dead, there would be no Christianity. And there would be no church. It would be just another religion that is in the world now. A religion that will never get you to heaven. And God is not in them. There are 4,300 different religions in the world today. The resurrection is the fruit of of what Jesus sowed on the cross that made the resurrection possible. Because Jesus laid down His life in obedience to God, then God raised Him up from the dead. Jesus had birth pains on the cross to bring forth the birth of the resurrection and the church. The resurrection restored eternal life to man that was lost in the beginning 
when sin entered the world. The resurrection brought new life, a new beginning, new hope to a lost and dying world. The new birth in the life of the believer is the power of the resurrection of Christ in us. New life, new spiritual power. power. Death could not hold Jesus in the tomb, and death will not hold us in the grave. Amen? A child of God is living proof of the resurrection of Jesus Christ because Christ is alive in us. And that is who we are. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. We sing that song, we serve a risen Savior, He's in the world today, He lives, He lives. The songwriter said, how do you know that He lives? He lives within my heart. He's inside of us, amen, I'm so thankful for that today, praise God that He's alive and well in our hearts and in our lives, amen. God's done so much, I tell you, there's a great work in the resurrection, there's a great work in the cross, what Jesus did for us. I want to go back to the cross just for a minute. God will help us here and uh, find out where I was at here in John's Gospel. And it said here, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the Scripture might be fulfilled, this is what Jesus said, I thirst. I tell you what, listen to me just for a minute. Let me try to get this out. I tell you, Jesus was in all that pain and all that suffering. His body was mutilated and beaten. huh? And He never complained or never said anything about the pain and all the suffering was, He was going through. But He said something here. He said, I thirst. He said, I thirst. And they took this sponge uh, uh, and they stuck it in this vinegar. Actually, that was just sour wines, all it was. And they stuck that sponge in there and, and dipped it down and, and, and with the, used the epos here, it said. And it said here, and uh, put the vinegar upon epos and put it to his mouth. And it said, and when Jesus had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Huh? I want to tell you something, my friend. Listen, church, this morning. God help me get this out. Huh? I tell you, Jesus came and, 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 and was obedient to God and done all the work huh, that God had told him to do. Huh? He was faithful huh, to the calling of God. He went out. Huh, my friend, and walked those streets, huh, and those dusty roads, and brought forth the gospel of Jesus Christ, huh, and he and he done miracles, huh, and he touched people's lives, he changed them spiritual, and he changed them physically, huh, and he done all the work, everything that was written in the prophets, Jesus did it. And it was fulfilled, my friend. Huh? And he suffered. Huh? And he died on the cross and shed his blood for the sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. Right. Huh? Praise God this morning, today, for what he's done. Huh? And he told God, huh? He doesn't say it here in the scripture, but just paraphrasing, huh? Lord, I've done all the work that you've told me to do. Huh? I've done everything huh, that was required of me. I've accomplished every, every prophet's prediction that said what happened is now fulfilled. I want to tell you something about the Bible. Huh? It said there that not one jot, not one tittle to all fail until all be fulfilled. Huh? You know what a jot and a tittle is? 
I ain't no teacher, I'll tell you that. But I looked it up one time. And it's the little tiny dashes and the little tiny periods. We call it periods huh? and dashes in our writings. But it was in Jewish. Huh? The little dashes and the little dots and the little markings. huh? Not the letters. huh? Not the words. But those little dashes. Huh? All shall be fulfilled. Huh? Jesus fulfilled it all. Huh? He said it's finished. It's over with. Huh? I gave my life for man and now huh? it's complete. Huh? It's over with. This living sacrifice, Jesus Christ, huh? it's finished. Now listen, there's an opportunity for mankind to believe in Him and come to Him huh? and be saved huh? and be born again of the Spirit and become a new creature in Christ Jesus. Huh? Be restored. Listen to me. Christ was the second Adam. Huh? The first Adam came and failed and gave in to sin. Huh? But not Christ. Huh? And I want to tell you something I don't know for sure. But I tell you, when God made Adam and Eve, there was intentions for them to live forever. Huh? Where there would be no sin, no death, no nothing, huh? Right. Was to appear, huh? But I want to tell you something. When sin entered into the world, it all changed. But now, the price has been paid, huh? And it is finished. Man has an opportunity to believe Christ and have everlasting life. Praise God. <laughs> Woo! I tell you, I think about it, it just stirs my heart, man. Right. Praise God. I want to tell you something here. And then I want to get to the resurrection here in a minute. He said, and then, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Huh? And then the other part of the scripture said here in Matthew's gospel, it said here, it's the same thing. He said, he said, and then he's cried with a loud voice and yelled up the ghost. And you know what? I want to tell you something. Jesus was, like I said, he was all mutilated, beat up, blood everywhere. Huh? But it wasn't a lack of blood that killed him. It wasn't his vital organs, huh? Shutting down that killed him. <laughs> it was nothing that man had done to him that killed him. Listen to this. Huh? This is a great truth. Huh? He gave up the ghost and gave up his life for you and I. Man did not take it from him. He laid it down and said, It is finished. It's complete, huh? I give my life for the lost world today. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah for that. Huh? He also said in another scripture, No man take my life from me, but I lay it down. Right. Huh? And that's exactly what he did. Huh? huh? Nobody forced him to death. He gave up the ghost. Willingly. Amen. And it said here, and it said that the veil on the temple was rent from top to bottom. <laughs> you know, I just, and I know you know it, but I want to explain it to you anyway. That was a curtain that divided the holy place to the holy of holies. Huh? And behind that curtain, my friend, was the Ark of the Covenant. Huh? And all the sacred things, huh? the, the mamma uh, and Aaron's rod that budded was all in there. Huh? And the cherubims. And that was the place where God dwelt. Huh? And He come down and visited men. Huh? Only the priest could go in there. Huh? That old curtain. And I tell you what, I got to thinking about it and looked at it. I tell you this blessed me. 
This curtain, I want to give you the dimensions of this curtain. Think about this. This curtain was 60 feet high. 60 feet high, and they said it was 30 feet wide. That's big. And it was, listen to this, four inches thick. <laughs> four inches thick. Huh? That's almost the width of a two-before. It's, it's just a little bit bigger than a two-before on its flat edge. A two-before two is three and a half inches. After they dry it, run it through the kiln, it's three and a half inches. Time you get it and take it to your house. Four inches thick. They said that it took 300 priests to hang up the veil. <laughs> they said you could take two horses, put one on one end, and one horse on the other end, Belgian, those great big horses, the strongest horses that you, you uh, could ever think of, and you could put them on each end of that curtain and then make them run and go one way, each way, and then never tear it in part. Huh? That's how stout it was. Huh? But God ripped it from top to bottom. Yes. <laughs> Tore it wide open. Huh? And give us access to God. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank God for that. Yes, now that it is finished and it's accomplished, we have direct access to God Himself yes. through Jesus Christ. Thank you. Amen. Praise God for that. Hallelujah. I thought of that and that just blessed me. Amen. Yeah, Praise God. God's got a purpose. I'll tell you what. I want to go with two more things here on the cross then I'll go over to the resurrection. Jesus' suffering on the cross brought two powerful works to us. It justifies a sinner and makes him right with God. The blood of Jesus was the payment for sin. God sees our sins that they have been laid on Jesus and are paid in full through Christ. Christ didn't come to treat symptoms, but He came to get to the heart of the matter, and that's sin. Amen. And here's the second power that a lot of people overlook this. And this is the one we really need to pay attention to. The cross delivers us from the power of sin. There, uh, where sin has no more control of our lives. All this happens through faith in God. And the power of the Holy Spirit working uh, in the believer. Jesus is our Redeemer. Amen. You get that? Huh? God has not only forgiven us our sins through Christ and His work on the cross, but He's also cleaning us and purifying us and making us a peculiar people huh? who live not in sin and walk not in darkness. Huh? That's the other work. Huh? That's the work of God. Amen. Praise God forever. A lot of people, or I shouldn't say a lot, but there's people that see the cross and they say, well, Jesus died for my sins. That's how I'm going to go to heaven. Jesus died for my sins. He covered my sins. But they never change their life. They never repent. They never turn to Him. They just believe that Jesus covered their sins. Huh? Because that's what the Bible said. Huh? But Jesus said, Whosoever believeth in me shall not perish. But he that believeth not huh, will be condemned and damned. Amen. And then I thought about the women here as we go in here to the, uh, the resurrection. And uh, over here in Mark. See here that... Uh, um, let me find it here. Mark 16. And then when the Sabbath day come or passed, 
You know, if you notice the women, they always followed Jesus wherever he went. They followed him everywhere. They was committed to him. They wasn't afraid like the men were. The men were afraid. The disciples, after Christ was taken out of the Garden of Gethsemane, they fled and left and hid, scared, because they thought they was going to be next. They thought they was going to be, be killed next. But these women, they were so faithful to God, to Jesus, and they came here, and this was the part of the Jewish uh, ritual, was to anoint the body of Jesus. And it said, and they rose up uh, early in the morning, the first day of the week, and they came to the sepulcher at the rise of the sun. And they said among themselves, who shall roll away the stone from the door of the sepulcher? And you know, that always puzzled me. You know, they had faith. I, I, you could see their faith because they brought the spices. Huh? I don't know if they were just confused or, or just heartbroken, which they was, huh? Or, uh, you know, all that had happened to them. Christ is dead now. And, and I know how, we know how death is. Huh? It messes with our mind and our thinking, huh? When we lose loved ones and friends. But anyway, they, they was asked that question, who's going to roll away the stone? Huh? And then when they got there, it was rolled away. Amen. And it was rolled away, huh, for one reason. And one proof. It was rolled away so they could look in and see that Christ wasn't there. Huh? Same way with the disciples. Peter, and I think it was John or one of the other disciples, ran to the sepulcher. Do you remember that? And they stooped down and looked in. It was rolled away for that purpose. Huh? Jesus didn't need it rolled away. Huh? He walked right through it. Huh? <laughs> he had already arisen, huh? And was already gone. It was proved the stone was rolled back to prove that Jesus wasn't there to them. Amen. And now I was thinking about that stone. You know, there's people that have a hard, stony heart. Huh? I mean, they're, they're living in sin. They're lost, and they know it. Huh? They know, I talk to people and witness to people, and they know they should get right with God. They know they should go to church. Huh? But yet that old stone still rolled right there on their heart. Huh? They won't move. Huh? But I'm thankful today God can roll the stone away from their heart huh? and Christ can come in huh? and live inside them. Praise God. And they came, I said here in this passage of Scripture, and it said here, and they looked down in there, I tell you, they were frightened. They saw this angel, that's what it was. It was an angel sent from God to the tomb to show these women huh, that Christ was not there. He said, Behold, uh, ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which is crucified. He is risen. He is not here. And behold, the place where they lay. Then he said, Here, listen to this. Said, but go your, go your way and tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee, there shall you see him. Now note this. As he said unto you. Huh? This was nothing new, really. Huh? Jesus had told them, huh? Uh, his disciples, he told the women, huh? He told his followers that on the third day he would rise again. Huh? Think about that just for a minute. And even the Jewish leaders, huh, knew it. Huh? Those who were in authority over the people knew it. Huh? That's why, that's why the, uh, uh, the Jews had uh, sent the Roman soldiers to guard the tomb. Huh? Because they knew about it. That Jesus, He said that, that, that He would rise again the third day. They called Him the deceiver. 
Huh? So that we need a guard. They talked talk to Pilate and said, we need a guard to watch. Huh? Because if he, if they take his body away, then it'll be a bigger deception and bigger trouble. You remember that? So he said, as he told you, and they went, <clears throat> and Mary Magdalene said in this scripture, told them, the disciples. I want you to notice this here. I, I, this kind of jumped out at me. And this was Mary Magdalene. And she said, and, and she said, and she went and told them that he had, that had been with him as they mourned and wept. You see, the disciples were still broken and tore to pieces huh, and weeping. Still for Christ's death. And yet, huh, they still didn't believe. And they believed or not. And then it said here, and there went in and told it to uh, the residue, two of them. And that was the two on the road to Emmaus. Do you remember that scripture? Yes. When uh, uh, the, those, Cavius, uh, I think was his name, or Cleopas, Cleopas, I think was his name, and whoever else was with him, they were walking down on the road to Emmaus, uh, from, uh, down from Jerusalem. And they were talking amongst themselves. And Jesus concealed himself and came up uh, and listened and as they talked. Huh? And he asked what the trouble was, what the problem was. And he said, they said, haven't you you've been in Jerusalem and you haven't heard what went on and what has happened? And they said, what things? And they explained to Jesus what all had happened. Huh? This Christ came. This man Jesus came, huh? And he done miracles and he done wonderful things, huh? And he was a great man and a great preacher and a great teacher, huh? And he was going to be the deliverer of Israel and of his people. But now he's been crucified. Huh? See, they had hope. Huh too? But now their hope was destroyed huh? when Jesus died. And here he said here, huh? and then I'll tell you what. And he talked with them and explained all the scriptures to them from the prophets on down huh? and taught them. And, and they begged him to stay. Stay with us. The, the evening's far spent. Stay with us for a while and eat dinner, basically, is what they said. They said when they broke bread... Huh? When Jesus broke the bread and handed it to them, their eyes were opened. Huh? One writer said they seen the scars on his hands. <laughs> and knew it was Christ. Huh? And, he, and he vanished out of their sight. Well, they came and told huh, the disciples what they witnessed. Huh? And they believed him not. And I wondered about this. I wondered about this disbelief. Huh? How, how that Jesus told them that he would rise again, and yet they just couldn't comprehend it and believe it. Huh? The death, what they see him go through, his death, huh, was too much for him. Let me read this to you. I felt like the Lord gave me this this morning. Man. Jesus said the Son of Man shall suffer and die and he in three days would rise again from the dead. The disciples knew it. The women knew it. The followers of Jesus knew it. I know I'm saying this again. And the Jews knew it, and those that were in authority of the people. So why all the unbelief? This is what the people seen in Jesus when he walked among them. They seen a man that was sent from God that no other man or prophet was like him. He preached and taught with power and authority and all the miracles that he did. Sight, 
given to the blind, the lame walked, the deaf heard, the sick were made whole, demons were cast out, the water was turned into wine, the fish and bread were multiplied to feed thousands, and so on. They see that it was the Redeemer of mankind for Israel. So why all the heartbreak and sadness and all their hope was gone? And then I thought about this. Uh, this is what I believe it was and had to be. When the powers of the world took Jesus away from them, that was the Jews and the power of Rome. They're the ones that took Jesus away to crucify. Their hope and faith was weakened. Then Jesus was taken like a common prisoner, beaten like a dog, and the people saw his wounds. They seen him walk from Pilate's Hall to Calvary with a mutilated body carrying a cross and leaving a blood trail where he walked. They watched the soldiers nail him to the cross and heard the screams and the agony and pain as they drove the spikes through his hands and through his feet. They seen him hang on the cross for hours, suffering and bleeding and dying. And they saw uh, them strip off his clothes and in nakedness and shame. And through all this, they seen that Jesus had no power over man. Huh? Do you see what was happening? Huh? All that they seen Jesus do when He was here, and now they see all the things that man had done to Him right now, huh? As He was hanging on the cross. Huh? All their hope was gone. Huh? And their dreams were shattered. And their hope was gone. They, they were heartbroken, mourned, and wept. All that they have seen in Jesus was now wiped away. And their hope and future was gone and dead. Death has a way of finalizing a life. Huh? Do you see that? Huh? I believe that's what it was. Huh? They seen all this happen. Huh? They seen all the good things, huh? Of, of what Christ had done and how they loved him. I now I know I gotta quit. And and what it meant and what he meant to them. Huh? And now they see all the bad. Huh? Everything that happened to him. Huh? They lost hope. Something happened. Huh? On the third day. Praise God. And when the power, when the powers of the world took Jesus away from them. Let me back up. I got the wrong note. Excuse me. Huh? I want to tell you something. When they seen the Christ, 
when they when the disciples seen him, huh? And the, and the women and all those that that Jesus showed himself to, huh? Their life was restored again. Yes. <laughs> huh? All their hopes, huh? And all their dreams and everything that they had in the beginning when they believed in Jesus with faith, huh? Had been restored and brought back to them, huh? And they had was possessed with a hope that is steadfast and sure, right. just like you and I today, huh? We have that hope, huh, of the resurrection living in us. Right. Amen. 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 Yes. Praise God, huh? I'm so thankful for that today. Huh, that Christ lives in us. Amen. Amen. I know I messed up in this message. Huh? I want to tell you something. I thought about this virus that's sweeping the world. Not just the nation, not just our nation. I heard today we have the most cases. We surpassed Italy, Italy, and all the cases they have were number one of the coronavirus of cases might be deaths too, I don't know. I don't know how they do that. They have to surely go off of a, a percentage of the population and calculate it that way. I don't know all of their formulas. But I thought about this. Huh? I don't know if this is a sign or not of a wake-up call to the United States of America and the world. This well could be a wake-up call. Huh? Let me tell you something about this virus. It don't matter how old you are. Huh? It don't matter what you are, whether you're a man or a woman, whether you're a boy or a girl or a teenager or a young man or a young woman. Huh? Whether you're white, black, green, whatever color you are, it don't matter. Huh? It just... It's there, and it can get you. Huh? It can get you. So you don't know, huh, when you get it, whether you'll survive it or not. Huh? It could kill you. Huh? And I know they say, you know, there's so many car accidents, so many shootings, all this stuff goes on. I want to tell you something. I thought about this. Lord will help me to preach on it sometime. I thought about this being a wake-up call to America and to people. I want to tell you something. When God sent Jesus Christ into this world, this world was in pitiful shape. It was in bad shape. Huh? Sin was rampant all over the place, all over the world. Huh? There was, uh, it was, it was a time when God sent Jesus because the world had no hope. And I want to tell you something this morning, today. Listen. When you look out across the land and across the world with this virus, huh? People have no hope. You can see it. I can see it. You can see it in their eyes. Huh? I'm talking about the people that don't know God. Huh? God's our hope. The Christian, huh, to us, God's our hope. We're the people of hope. But they don't have hope. They're, 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 you know, they hope that things get better. Huh? And, and, and I'm sure they will. Huh? And, and things will come back to normal. Huh? But there's no assurance of that either. Huh? What I'm saying is, huh? listen, you could get it huh? next week huh? and die from it. And if you're lost huh? and without God, your soul is damned forever. Huh? People need to see. There are people turning to faith. I've heard that. 
There's people turning to God because of this. Huh? They're scared. They don't know what's going on. Huh? They don't understand it. Huh? Their lifestyle's been changed. Their pattern of life has been moved. And everything's different now. Huh? Some of them are turning to God. And some of them is asking a lot of questions. What's going on? Huh? I want to tell you something. I believe this with all of my heart. Huh? I don't know the day or the hour when Christ will come, but I do believe this. We're living in the last days. Huh? Huh? We're living in the last times, my friend. God's mercy and God's grace is still stretched out. Huh? And I want to tell you something. When Jesus comes back again, huh? that'll be the end of it. Huh? He's not coming back to die again. Huh? He's not coming back to redeem again. He's already done that work. He said it's already finished. Huh? When He comes back again, huh? it'll be all over with. That'll be the end of the mercy and the grace. Huh? Today's the day of salvation. If you're lost this morning and you don't know God, it's time to get saved and get right with Him. Huh? But I want because I want to tell you something right there. I just read it this morning or today. It says, "He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be condemned." Huh? And then I'm done. I just want to say this. Huh? Why did Jesus say that? Huh? I want to tell you why he said it. He paid an awful price for the sins of the world. He suffered, my friend, beyond any man could ever suffer. Huh? And the anguish that he felt and the weight of the sin of, of the whole world was on him. Huh? And he suffered and he died and shed his blood to give man a choice. Huh? To give him a choice. You can choose life or you can choose death. But it's going to be one or the other. You're going to have to choose me and live forever. And if you don't choose me, huh, you'll be damned and die and burn in a devil's hell. I know that's hard preaching, but that's what the Bible is all about. To redeem fallen men. For God so loved the world that He gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Huh? That's the truth to the world today. Set me as your Savior. Amen. Huh? Praise God. Huh? That's what it's all about, church. Huh? God's love. God loved us so much. And He loves everybody. Yes. The Bible said He's no respecter of persons. He loves one just as much as He loves the other. Right. Choose God. Choose Christ as your Savior today if you're listening to this message. Choose Him. I want to tell you, not only will He give you eternal life, uh, no, no wonder, not only will He give you eternal life and change your life, huh? but I'll tell you what He'll do. Huh? He'll come into your heart personally. He'll come inside of you personally, His Spirit, and change you. huh? And I want to tell you, the life that you're living now, Huh? You're looking for something to satisfy. You're looking for something to fill the void and the emptiness and the and the barrenness. Huh? But I'll tell you, Christ will fill it huh? and change your life and give you hope huh? like you never know. Yes. Right. How can you say that, preacher? Huh? Because I experienced it. Huh? I felt it. And I know it to be true. Right. Huh? God, I tell you, when I was 14 years old, I didn't know I was going to get out of this. Huh? But the Holy Spirit 
told me that I was lost and that I was going to hell. And it was so real. Huh? I couldn't get over it. I couldn't do nothing. Huh? I couldn't even function right and fall like a baby and went to my dad and told him how I felt. Huh? He took me in the other room. Huh? He said, we're going to pray huh? and we're going to seek God and God will forgive you and change your life. Huh? And he prayed. I tell you, and the, and the room sound like thunder. Huh? And I was bawling and I was confessing my sins huh? before the Lord. And I'll tell you, when I got done, I was a new person. Right. Huh? I became a new creature in Christ Jesus. Huh? Why is that? Huh? Because of the cross, the suffering of Jesus that we preached on this morning, huh? and the resurrection of Jesus. Huh? Both of them are together and work together to save your soul. Amen. Shut it off. I gotta quit. Why uh, don't I take When God comes, uh, I'm not gonna shut up. When I feel His Spirit, yes. uh, the preaching comes only from God right. and only through the Spirit yes. uh, to preach truth to you. Yes. Uh, I pray that the Holy Spirit will get a hold of your heart. You'll turn your life to God in these troubled times that we're living in today. Huh? The Bible said if we have hope in this life, we're of man most miserable. Huh? You see, the world has put their hope, or the people in the world has put their hope in the world huh? and, and live for the world. Huh? But the world leaves them empty. If they were honest, they would tell you that. And that that leaves us empty. We're still looking, huh? But thank God, there's a Redeemer. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And I'll tell you where He's at, huh? He rose out of that grave, huh? And made Himself known to His disciples and to the women, huh? And I'll tell you what, huh? He took those old disciples out there one day on that mountain. And this is... This little bit extra preaching is free. I won't charge you for this one. Huh? He took him out there on that mountain. Huh? And he talked to him there for a minute. Huh? And he told him, he said, I want you to go into all the world. And I want you to preach the gospel to each person, each creature. Huh? And spread the news and do everything. Preach everything I taught you to do. Preach everything how I taught you to live. Huh? I want you to do this to the whole world. Huh? And I'll tell you what happened. Huh? He ascended up to heaven. Huh? The Bible said He arose. He ascended up to heaven and went out of their sight. Huh? Out of their sight. And they stared and they gazed and watched Him go up. Huh? They were in amazement of what was happening. Huh? But I want to tell you something. Huh? The angels were standing there and they said this same Jesus huh, that has went up into heaven is coming back in like manner. As you see him go, huh? He's coming back, huh? And he's going to get you. And I want to tell you something. When those disciples left that mountain, huh? And they went back into the upper room, huh? I tell you, they got full of the Holy Spirit. Right. <laughs> and the Spirit filled them. Yes. They turned the world upside down. Right. Huh? There was no, nothing like them, my friend. They were sons of thunder and tongues of fire. And I tell you, they preached the gospel. Huh? And the flames that come out of their mouth burnt the souls of the lost man. Huh? Praise God. I'm done. I told you I'm done. I had to get that out. Huh? Praise God, I tell you. This is a time and a day to be saved. And a time to be right with God. Right, right. There's no promise of tomorrow. Yes. Uh, none whatsoever. The only promise that the Christian has that when he dies in this life, he'll be with the Lord forever. Right. That's biblical. That's not my own quotation. Yes. 
Amen. I'm so thankful for that. I want to tell you, if you listen to this message today, let the resurrected Christ come into your heart. You'll never, ever regret it. It'll be the best decision and the best choice that you ever made. And it'll last for eternity. Amen. Praise God. Our dear Heavenly Father, we're so thankful and grateful, Lord, for the opportunity again to try to preach your word, Lord. I pray, God, that the words that were said today, Lord, will help those, Lord, that are lost, that they will see it, God, and, be, and turn to you and be converted and be saved and give their lives to you, God. And then I pray, God, for the Christian today and the churches across the land, Lord. Uh, Lord, we as your people, God, we surely need to get full of the Spirit and full of God and be a witness to this lost and dying world in these troubled times, Lord, when people's question everything and they don't understand, Lord, anything about the Bible and anything about biblical predictions and judgment and, and all that's in God's Word, they know nothing about it, Lord. May God you use the church, Lord, to show them the way and win them, Lord, we pray. And, oh, Lord, we pray so much, God, that this virus, Lord, would leave our nation. I tell you, Lord, we pray that we'd be able, Lord, to get back to the routine of life, Lord. But most of all, God, to get back to the church as a body of Christ to worship you together in spirit and in truth, Lord. We thank you for all that you've done for us, God. Your mercy and your grace that you shed upon our lives personally. We just thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen.